Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Faceoff Sports Network presents the Fantasy Football Faceoff. Get ready for fantasy. DFS and betting talk to get you in the game. If you want to win, you have to tune in. With Anthony Servino, Matt McKay, and Steve D'Angelo. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Faceoff. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the FF Faceoff. I'm your host, Anthony Servino. Follow me on Twitter at the Real NFL Guru. Follow the show at the FF Faceoff. We can be found at all the top social media podcast platforms. Back with me at a loaded reaction Monday. Steve D'Angelo at Fantasy Savvy. Steve, we have a lot to go over today. What's going on? Yeah, what's up, Ant? Uh, what's up, everybody out there? Uh, week 14 is the last week of the regular season. Hopefully it was friendly to you. You squeezed into the playoffs. Uh, maybe you secured some bye weeks. Or maybe your game comes down to tonight with some big guys between Andre Stevenson. We have DeAndre Hopkins. So um, we'll break all the dealings of week 14 down and uh, we'll try to get going into uh, the playoffs next week. So We're going to lead with this because this is something I want to discuss uh, and it has to do with a review. And I'm going to read the review because I'm a little annoyed about it. Now, it's not about uh, the content. It's We get buried because we talked about Deshaun Watson. And in the review, it says not a, we're gonna leave with this. Uh, because I, I had said, listen, we're a show. We, we, we like to talk about everything and tell the truth and they actually quoted me saying we're not afraid to talk about deshaun watson you're trying to be edgy i'm not trying to be edgy i'm trying to talk about the nfl and fantasy football and sports betting and deshaun watson is part of that equation so what do you want us to do when somebody asks me a question about deshaun watson should i reference deshaun watson as the browns quarterback or should i reference him as deshaun watson that's not me condoning what he did. That is me talking about the NFL and fantasy football. The fact that I, I you know, that, that people are mad about it. Like, you want to get mad? Stop watching the NFL. I did not reinstate Deshaun Watson. 
I did not trade for Deshaun Watson as the Cleveland Browns. I did not hand Deshaun Watson a 12-game suspension. The NFL did that. Yet here you are supporting the NFL, playing fantasy football, listening to a fantasy football NFL-based podcast, but you're mad at the podcast for talking about Deshaun Watson. Give me a break. Give me a break, people. All right? We're not that show is going to run away from the news or telling the truth. I needed to get that off my chest because if you want to be mad at somebody, be mad at the NFL, turn the TV off, stop playing fantasy football, don't get mad at the podcast talking about the player that the NFL decided to reinstate. Steve, anything on here? Or can we move on to... Real stuff. Yeah, I'll just say real quick, you know, I know a lot of people who stop watching football because, you know, the kneeling of the flag and, you know, the, the whether which side you're on, the Star Spangled Banner or you're kneeling, a lot of people watch it, stop watching for that reason. And I don't know, I just always kind of, you know, stream that out because I just love the game so much and I love the sport so much and I try not to think about it, just try to think about the, the game itself and the, the history and the years and years. So the Deshaun Watson thing was kind of like the same thing for me. Obviously, you don't condone his actions. But, yeah, like you said, you just talk about what you need to talk about and you watch the game because you love it. You keep it moving. You know, you try not to get too entangled into it. So if you do want to stop watching, go ahead. But I'll never stop watching the NFL. No, I don't think they want to stop watching. They're just mad at us. They're mad at me for talking about Deshaun Watson and saying we're not the show that's going to be afraid to talk about him because I know a lot of shows are. Yeah. I just don't understand how we're supposed to do our job. Well, that's the way the world nowadays, you know. And not talk but about Deshaun. People are very sensitive about certain things. Everybody has a voice now with the internet, so it comes with the territory. But, yeah, we just keep it moving, man. We got to do what we got to do. So it's not, you know, Like I said, we're not supporting the guy for his actions. We don't know the whole situation. Who the hell knows what really happened? So we just keep it moving. You know, O.J. Simpson did what he did, but we can't take away his accolades on the football field. These are two different things. I'm not here to talk about people as a person. I'm talking about them as a football player. Um, yes, we will uh, get to your questions now. I apologize for the rant. Uh, STL fan, Mr. Discounts, our leadoff hitter. We have MJ23 on YouTube coming up next as far as questions. Uh, STL fan, Mr. Discount, you are first. MJ, you are next. Uh, if he starts DeAndre Hopkins tonight uh, and he faces Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Josh Jacobs, and Ramondre Stevenson in the first round if he loses this week, so he gets a much easier opponent, uh, should he throw the match and not start DeAndre Hopkins, basically? Hmm. So if he wins, he's got to face all those guys? Is yeah. what he's saying? Who is it? Mahomes. Who else? Mahomes, Kelsey, Josh Jacobs, Ramondre Stevenson in the oh first round. Or he can throw the matchup tonight uh, and take a loss and get a much easier opponent. So what do you do? You, you have to put somebody in there. You can't just. So what do you do? You throw in Greg Dortch, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. So basically I the mean, question is, should he do it or not? <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what kind of what your league is. I don't know, you know, if your league mates are going to be happy with that. I, I um, guess the question is, are you in regardless? Because you don't want to pl- mess around well, and yeah, think you're like in regardless, and then all of a sudden, like somebody else 
gets in ahead of you. Yeah, if it was me, I would just stick with my normal lineup. But, I mean, I guess that is, you know, you're looking ahead. You're, you're being a little smart. And, uh, you know, you, yeah. maybe you get a better matchup. Um, but I don't, I don't know how your league would feel about that. You know, I don't know. But, I mean, they're gonna, if, they, they, if, they, if they see Greg Dortch in over DeAndre Hopkins, they're going to probably say something, obviously. MJ on YouTube, he has a dynasty trade question. And this is interesting, MJ. Should he trade Debo Samuel for Tyler Lockett? Um, my question to you is, MJ, is is this a win-now move? Is this a move to where you're a Debo manager? He's obviously, it's a high ankle sprain. He's going to be gone for a couple weeks. Uh, Tyler Lockett is one of the too. hottest wide receivers in football. Yeah. So, and, and he says he needs a wide receiver. He has a Monroe, Boyd, Slayton, Samuel, Brandon Cooks, and, and uh, Elijah Moore. Um, yeah. Um, he's a win now team, nine and four in sixth place. So, obviously, Debo isn't doing much for you right now. Where Tyra Lockett, yeah. Steve, like he's like, re, like putting up 17 in his sleep, scoring touchdowns in his sleep. Yeah, if you're in a win-now position, I think you, you you make the move. You know, Lockett's 30 years old, but, you know, Gino's going to be there. He looks solid. Gino will probably be there for another, you know, three, four years. Lockett could probably you probably get another two, three good years out of him as well. Debo's 26, but very physical type of player. Um, you know, he's had injury history. So, you know, and, and you're he has going an injury again. Now. Yeah, he's probably going to be out. Three four weeks. He's got an MCL and, a, and, a, and an ankle they, they injury. They might hang so. him up until the playoffs, unless they all of a sudden possible. start losing games and they don't need him. It's definitely possible. I mean, we're going into week freaking fifteen, so uh, we only got three, you know, three or four weeks left. So I mean, this is, it's definitely possible. So yeah, I would make the deal if you're in a win now situation. Yeah, I would make the deal too. And I think we need to think about this, Steve and MJ, when it comes to Debo Sam. Look at the year George Kittle's having. Look at the year Debo was having. Debo wasn't having the Debo-type year where you drafted him. In fact, like Brandon Ayuk's probably the most productive 49ers skill position player, not named Christian McCaffrey. And I can see this being the way it's going to be for the next couple of years while Christian McCaffrey is in town. Because I say it all the time, I believe Debo's the better football player all around, but Brandon Ayuk's probably the better straight-up wide receiver. I don't hate this deal. Now, he is also asking, he was offered Devonta Smith and Trevor Lawrence for Debo and Lamar. Now, that is fucking interesting. Because I love Trevor Lawrence moving forward. Yeah. I believe yeah, Trevor, go ahead. I say, I believe the Jaguars offense is that offense you should be targeting in dynasty startups and best ball and redraft for next year. Year two with Doug Peterson. The second half has been the best we've seen for Trevor Lawrence. And it makes sense because, you know, he is, uh, you know, more and more acclimated into the system. Uh, and plus they have Calvin Ridley coming into the mix next year. Yeah. The Lawrence, um, a lot of questions coming in with him to start the year. Um, started out hot, fell off a little bit, but the last three weeks now he's been very good. Well, last week he wasn't great, but another good game this week. So definitely showing a lot of signs of improvement. Like you mentioned, they got Ridley. Kirk's been awesome there. Evan Ingram, look at his day yesterday, revitalizing his career in Jacksonville. Travis Etienne, 
Uh, even, you know, freaking Zay Jones isn't a terrible role player there. They got Jamal Agnes. They got some, they got some playmakers. Their defense probably isn't going to be great next year again, unless, you know, they, you never know. But so they'll probably be playing catch up. But yeah, I, I think that's interesting. Um, getting Lawrence and Devonta, who really seems like he's coming on now late in the year and hurts, man. He looks awesome. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's an interesting deal as well. Lamar is probably going to be out for a couple of weeks himself. Yeah, so really what you're moving on from are, are two players with Lamar Jackson and Debo Samuel. They're, they're very high-end players. They have very high ceilings. I personally like Lamar a lot more. However, Lamar now, just like Debo, Lamar is starting to develop what? He's starting to develop an injury history. Uh, where, you know, what was it? La played 12 games this year, got injured, play played 12 games last year. So now we have back-to-back -back seasons where he is missing, what, five games, a 17-game schedule? Yeah. You know, Trevor yeah, he Lawrence, he gets popped a couple weeks in a row, and he's just right back in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, both these guys, Debo and Lamar, they're asked to do things that normal players aren't supposed to do. Lamar has to kind of carry this team on his back. You even kind of saw with the Niners yesterday, you know, with Brock Purdy, they were like, all right, let's let's try to get Debo a little more involved. And, and uh, you know, he had a good game fantasy-wise. But, yeah, he's playing the running back position, you know, catching a lot of screen passes, taking a lot of rough hits. He's not afraid to shy away from contact. So, yeah, you make this move. Now the question is, which, be which is better? And I think, you know, obviously if you have Lamar and, you, and you're, you're, you have quarterback issues, I don't know who your backup is, but if you get Trevor Lawrence – and you get Devontae Smith, yeah, I'd probably rather have Lockie. He's been more consistent. But you're going to get the quarterback, and you're going to get Devontae, who, like I said, is starting to come on now and looks like he might be a consistent option going down the stretch here. Um, we have Tanner Nelson on YouTube. Should he trade Joe Mixon, if so, for who in return at the running back position? Uh, yeah, I mean, yesterday Mixon did take a little bit of a step back. We kind of expected that. Mm. Now, is that going to be continue to go forward? You know, was it just, you know, his first game back? Mm. They want to kind of get him in, you know, two weeks coming off that concussion. He had some vision issues. That's why he didn't play last week. Although they said he could have played, but P Ryan performed pretty admirably also got a touchdown uh, near the goal line, caught that pass. So Maybe it's like a 60-40, but Mixon's still involved in a great offense. Still popped off a, what, 50-yard run yesterday. Um, and I, I'm trying to think who you could possibly trade him for. You know, could uh, he possibly steal Saquon? <sighs> Shit. It's crazy, but, like, Saquon definitely isn't the same as what he was earlier this no. year, and this neck injury could scare the hell out of a Saquon yeah. manager. Be like, you know what? Let do me get want, off of him. Do you want to do that, though? I mean, Mixon is in a much better offense. Right. Saquon's got the neck injury. He really hasn't. He's been okay. Uh, another disappointing game this week. Um, you know, freaking Matt Breida and Gary Brightwell were playing because of that neck injury. So that's that's a little risky. I, I'm trying to think here. Um, I, I feel like Mixon might be in running back purgatory. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I feel like the only thing you're going to get back from mixing, you might be able to get Miles Sanders. But, like, mm, you'll be possibly one. getting, like, a, who I call running backs in purgatory. Alvin Kamara is like Joe Mixon. They're just, like... Guys we know can produce at a high level, but they're not really doing it in kind of weird situations right now. But, like, I think a guy like Miles Sanders, you might be able to steal. Maybe if you want to take the risk, J.K. Dobbins. But, again, it's risky because we don't know if Lamar's coming back next year. Yeah, I was thinking about Dobbins as well. But I do like both their backups. You know, Huntley, even Anthony Brown is not bad. Um. So I think J.K. might be all right. They just seem like a team that could just run the ball. And J.K. looked, you know, that one run that he broke out, he looked like he was, like, running like a horse a little bit. Like, you know, I was struggling with that freaking leg. But, uh, I mean, he had a nice game in his first game back, 120 yards, got into the end zone. You know, you see that that how he gets low in the goal line. He knows how to finish off runs. So that's an interesting one. Uh, I still think I just would hold on to Mixon, though. Miles Sanders is one I'd probably do, though. I, I mean, they're really starting to utilize him now, and he's just been awesome. I mean, that offensive line is so damn good, So, and the Eagles look great. Yeah, I, I don't hate holding on to Joe Mixon. The upcoming schedule is not great for him. And if you'd put things, all, all things considered, he had 36 snaps, P. Ryan had 26. Uh, you know, P. Ryan did score the touchdown, but also P. Ryan only had four other uh carries and only one of five targets. So the targets are still there for P. Ryan. He only caught one. Where Joe Mixon had a very efficient 14 for 96, caught both of his targets for 10, 12.6 PPR points to P. Ryan's 9.4. If you give that touchdown to Joe Mixon, all of a sudden you're looking at an RB2 week. So, again, he's attached to one of the best offenses in the NFL, and he's probably going to be attached to this offense for the unforeseeable future. Right. So I, I would probably hold on to Joe Mixon, but again, the only person I would I, I would try to get Miles, that would be the one. Because yeah, you might be you might be able to around. pull that off too. I mean, that could work either way. But if you if you're a little bit scared about you know P Ryan kind of taking some of those touches, and you know Miles is also they're both in great situations though, so it could just be a wash. But it's, it's your preference. Um, MJ with a question. Um. What do who do we think has the better defense to win the Super Bowl, Dallas or Philly? That's interesting. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I'm you've seen enough. You've seen enough. I mean, you're a little biased, maybe. Maybe there, um, being a Dallas fan. Of of course, but like if you look right, I'm a Cowboys fan. I think Dallas's defense is a little bit more opportunistic, a little bit more explosive. Uh, does it make, make me feel good that Houston did what they did yesterday? Yeah, the secondary has some holes. Let's also keep in mind that, that secondary is down three starting defensive backs. Uh, so they're filling in admirably. We also see at times when Dallas isn't blitzing. We saw it against the Giants, and I think we saw it last week. I forgot who they played before the Texans. That uh, once they turn Dan, uh, Dan Quinn turns on the blitz, it's a completely different ball game. Where Philly, this defense as well, they're starting to succumb to injuries on the back end. They lost Robert Quinn. I would say both of these defenses are pretty equal right now. 
Yeah, they're pretty equal. The, the Eagles have 49 sacks. Cowboys got 48. Uh, Eagles have 15 picks. Cowboys have 11. Um, yeah, it's it's uh it's very close. Yeah. It's very very close. Uh, I would say maybe I give the slight edge to Dallas, but it's it's pretty close. Tanner, by the way, has Miles Sanders, and yes, he is worried about the playoff schedule. So, as yeah, so so you can't trade for the guy we want you to trade for. I don't know if you're going to get a Ramondre Stevenson. Like, uh, maybe you get James Conner, but do you want James Conner over Joe Mixon? No. Do you want Alvin Kamara at this point? No. Do you no. want Saquon? Now, do you? What? Here we go. One he's other, worried about he's worried about Miles Sanders' no, playoff schedule. No, he's worried about Mixon's. But we said a trade oh. for Miles. He has Miles, so it takes him off oh, the table. God. The wow. one, <laughs> if you want to make a pure win now move, Ezekiel Elliott. But again, you're kind of sacrificing. You don't know what the hell is happening in the future. But like Zeke's one of the hottest running backs in football. Very high floor, not much of a ceiling, but like he's get he's getting you a touchdown and some decent yards every week. Dallas has a pretty damn soft schedule down the stretch, and yes, they do play Philly, but he historically plays really well against Philly. The toughest matchup is Tennessee in a fantasy championship. So like, if you want to yeah, make, Mixon's the, got the, t- yeah, but yeah, Texas t- got Tampa. Tampa, New England, Buffalo. Yeah, not great, but. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I don't know if I'd want to. Uh, I still think I'd rather have Mixon than Zeke. So. Jelly, uh, uh, you know, MJ saying is absurd. He has a crazy toxic ex who basically never allowed him to uh, use social media, isolate him from friends. But guess what? Do you? And make sure you come back to the show because we'll always talk to you, answer your questions, and make you forget about your crazy ex-girlfriend because I've had plenty of those. (laughs) Plenty of them. I promise you that. Uh, Jelly of the month. Should he drop Jacoby Myers before game time to grab Alan Lazard for week 15? He's saying Bengals coaches are liars about T. Higgins' injury status. And will bench if he misses any practices regardless. I actually like that take about Bengals coaches. Because we've seen this with T. Higgins before. That's like, you know, as a fantasy owner, you know, you kind of, it's like you hate to make some of these bold moves sometimes. But sometimes, I mean, because you're afraid it might backfire. But when you hear about a hamstring injury late in the week, like we heard with T. Higgins, even though he was going to play and he was all right, supposedly, you know, you got to kind of like, take a step above sometimes and think about like a hamstring injury, freaking Thursday or Friday. That's crazy. You know? So, um, should he drop Jacoby Myers for Alan Lazard? Yeah, I would do it. I don't love it. Um, especially since now in green Bay, you have Christian Watson taking all those Lazard touchdowns that used to go to him, but Lazard still gets a lot of targets. He's still a little bit more comfortable in terms of like, you know, who is Rodgers going to go to to move the change is probably Alan Lazard at this point. Um, and, and, and I like the Packers schedule a little bit, so I don't hate that move. What are we really going to get out of Jacoby Myers? He opened the year with a really high floor, but really has cooled down of late. Yeah, I mean, the schedule is good the next two weeks. Arizona and Vegas, that's nice. Bengals, uh, I'm sorry, um, Vegas and Cincinnati. Vegas next week, Cincinnati's not great. Miami's not bad in the, in the Super Bowl. Um, 
But yeah, he's out this week with a concussion. Maybe that lingers into next week. You don't know. So I mean, I think he, he could take the shot, Lazard. Um, Tanner wants to know: um, Should he try to trade for Ram Stevenson instead of Zeke? Listen, if you can get Ram for Joe yeah. Mixon, I would take it and run. Damian Harris, I, I I would say there's no way in hell he's back in New England. He's in a walk year. Ramondre Stevenson does it all. They absolutely love him in New England. If you can pull that off, you 100% do that. No, no questions asked. Am I, am I off, Steve? Um, yeah, I think I'd rather have Ram than Mixon. Um, Ram just, like, catches so many damn passes every yeah. single week. I need him and Hopkins to have less than 18, and, you know, Ram may just have 20 by himself tonight. Ryan P on YouTube. He said he can't believe Evan Ingram had a game like that. He had him on his bench and played Njoku over him. He still won, but he is very disgusted. Um, listen, <laughs> I am in a similar situation. Uh, I started Dalton Schultz uh, in a tight end premium FFPC, and uh, and he got me 17, and Engram had 41 on the bench. Thank God this wasn't the shootout. I just had to win my matchup to win the division title and, and the money. Uh, so I still won like you. But, yes, it, it's, it, it's, it's crazy that Evan Engram had the type of game he did yesterday, a uh, career game. But what this tells me, and, I, and I've been saying it on the show, I've been saying it off the show, that the offense that I want to get my hands on for next season that will come at a discount. Because remember going back to like uh, two years ago, the offense that was coming up who was kind of still at a discount was Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and, and like Mixon was a more expensive guy. Well, this year it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. He's going to have a lot of hype, but he's still going to be like probably like a seventh to eighth round pick. ETN's going to be expensive. Like Calvin Ridley, I don't think he's going to be as expensive as he should be coming out of the suspension. Right. And Christian Kirk's going to yeah. be discounted because of Ridley and Evan Ingram. People are like, oh, it's Evan Ingram. He's not going to do it again. So, like, this is the offense I'm going to be targeting all offseason. So yeah, you, all this does is, is is tell me that Evan Ingram has the right quarterback and the right coach to succeed in the NFL. Yeah, good points there. Can't blame yourself for going to Joku over right. Ingram. I mean, Ingram freaking, you know, he had like 20 total points the past four weeks. You know, he had a one, he had a four, he had another one. You know, last week he was good against Detroit 14, but this week was a total anomaly. I mean, you know, I always like Evan Ingram. I think, you know, whatever happened in, in New York was, you know, he, he was considered a bum, but he always had the talent. And maybe Peterson's, you know, maybe they made some changes this year because they really, I mean, this week they really targeted the hell out of him. Of uh, 15 targets this week, was running a lot of, like, short crossing route. But he killed it. He killed it this week. And, uh, you know, look for something. Maybe Peterson kind of wanted to feature him a little bit more this week and maybe he finishes strong. But, yeah, you can't kill yourself. I mean, I started – Chig, uh, a Quanquo over him in a huge spot. And if I would have started Ingram, I would have advanced in one of my Roto-Wire OCs, hmm. uh, finishing top two out of 12. I needed those points. So what are you going to do? I mean, it, it, shit like that happens. You can't be sick about it at all, man. Najoku still had another good game. He's been the better tight end all year. Um, and, yeah, we'll see what we'll, – I like your points about the Jaguars' offense. If, like to see a little more consistency from Lawrence down the stretch, but all signs are pointing to that. And then they got Ridley coming up next year. So that's a good, you know, um, team to invest in probably next year. 
Next uh, question or comment from George Cook. If he loses T. Higgins, Walker, and Pierce next week, how worried should he be given that he's going to be forced to start Jamal Williams, Mike Evans, and Darius Slayton? I mean, it's not terrible. Jamal Williams continues to score every single week, but Mike Evans has... I mean, that's been brutal. There's been uh, back-to-back games now where a big Mike Evans touchdown, I believe, has been called back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it was a, what, 50-yard touchdown? Yeah. Um, the holding. Yeah, that was killer. And Darius Slayton, I don't know what he did this week, but he's been pretty solid. I mean, it sucks missing Higgins and Ken Walker, but I think you can get by with those guys, you know? I mean, Evans is due for a big game. It should be coming. Mike Evans, let's see who we get Mike Evans um, next week as I pull up the schedule. Cincy, yeah. Great. Not, uh, yeah, not the reaction I thought I was going to give you, but then you have Slayton gets Washington. Not great, but good. Yeah. Um. Slayton's Slayton's been pretty consistent. I mean, 18, 13, 9, 15. This week was a tough matchup against Philly. I was kind of weird about Slayton this week. Yeah, Yeah, whenever your team goes up against Slayton, those guys, never a good thing. But like Richie James and Hodgins got in yesterday, for Christ's sake. That's just, you know, they took out the best wide receiver. Tyrod Taylor threw a touchdown to Richie James at the end of the game, though. So. (laughs) Hodgins actually has been bad the past couple weeks. Score back to back weeks. Let's uh, let's see. Um, Brent, uh, he's also asking what Trubisky under center is the Panthers defense Ooh. a good play? Absolutely. This yes. Panthers defense is a lot better than I thought it would. I I, I I I said it on the show yesterday. The Panthers have a really good chance of winning that game tomorrow. I said they'll definitely cover. They'll probably win that game, and the Panthers did just that. Uh, you know, really. Outside of the garbage time production, uh, they pitched a really, really good game against Seattle and Geno Smith. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I would say any defense is good to start against Mitchell Trubisky. And, and folks, like, uh, let's not forget this here. Carolina Panthers can very much win that division. How many games back? They're, I think they're tied. If Tom Brady loses to the Panthers, I mean, he just better retire next year. Right? Do we have the schedule? Do we have the standings? Um, I, I don't think they're tied. I think the Bucs are at least a game mm, or two ahead. Now. Let's see. I'll pull Probably it have the tie. They have the tiebreakers, too. Carolina owns the same, has one. Oh, they uh, beat the Bucks. Yeah. No, didn't they? I thought I they remember. did a couple weeks ago. But uh, Bucks, Tampa's six Bucks and six, seven, yeah. and Panthers Carolina's are five and eight. <laughs> and uh, Panthers get Pittsburgh next week, and Bucks get Joe Burrow. Mm, wow. I would sprinkle on the Panthers to win that division. 
Those odds are going to be high. Um, week 17, Bucks panthers That's going to be the big game. And, you know, to, to last year. The and Raiders, they did lose. You're right. They did lose to Carolina. 21-3. The Raiders fired their head coach. They had adversity. They had a guy go to jail. And they had an interim head coach take them to the postseason last year. And look at Carolina. They fired their head coach. They trade their best offensive player. Uh, and, and all of a sudden, they could possibly make a playoff run and win a division. So it's not impossible. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Rich Bisaccia, they should have kept him. Mm. The Raiders, man, took them in Survivor. That was a disaster. But still alive, had a buyback. And then... You know, you had teams like Tennessee lose, which I probably would have pivoted to anyway, so I don't feel as bad. I was just hoping for that Dallas loss. That would have been big. But I Dallas wasn't. pulls it out. <laughs> well, of course not, but Dallas pulls it out. Freaking, of course, Texas, you know, can't find a way to win that game. So they, what, move to 1-10? and Lovey can't be coming back next year. Come on. Brent, uh, he's saying Trevor Lawrence left my opponent's forehead tattooed with my ball bag. Let's go. Um, I'm assuming that you started Trevor Lawrence against your opponent. Uh, Facebook question, lost Debo Samuel needs a wide receiver for now. Out of Ben Skroneck, Van Jefferson, McCole Hardman if he returns, Chris Moore, or any other sleepers? I like Van Jefferson, man. Yeah. Scored back-to-back yeah. games? Yeah, Squarnock had a good game, too. Also had a couple big catches in that game. Uh, but I still, yeah, I like Van Jefferson a little bit more than Squarnock. You know, you don't know with Harmon. He might be out another couple of weeks. We don't know, so. Yeah, I feel like Hardman would probably be the ad over yeah, Chris, Jefferson. But otherwise, I love Van Jefferson. And Chris Moore had a great game this week. He was like yeah, no top, shit. Five, top five receiver. But, you know, Nico's probably going to be back. Cook's going to be back. And then he'll be relegated to you know nothing again. So, <clears throat> uh, let's go. Where are we going next? Um, George Cook. His only other waiver option to try to get would be Elijah Moore or Gus Edwards, but he doesn't think he's playing either of those guys over existing options. If you're gonna, st I, I would maybe stash, but like I don't know if I if I if I waste your waiver on either one of them if you don't need them. Especially with J.K. Dobbins back, even though Gus did get some run yesterday, but it seems like you know J.K. is going to be the guy. Yeah, yeah, I would say it depends on what you need most. Do you need a receiver more? Or do you need a running back more? Because either one could produce for your team down the stretch. Corey Davis looks like he's going to be out uh, for a little while now, so more steps into that you know true mm. number two role. So I would say whichever whatever position you need more, you know maybe make the move. Next, uh, let's see, who is our next question? Uh, Brian on YouTube. Brian P., do we think it's worth having OBJ to take up a roster spot? No, no. And no, and here's why. Um, the Dallas Cowboys signed T.Y. Hilton today. Yep. Which tells me all that I need to know about, oh, and I'm somebody who held on to OBJ all year. The fact that Dallas didn't sign him 
tells me that I don't know if he's going to be ready to play this year and Jerry Jones might not be lying because that would be a thing like, oh, you know, he's not ready to try to scare other teams off from signing him. The fact that they signed T.Y. Hilton today tells me that there's a really good chance Odell might not be ready at all. Yeah, back-to-back ACL injuries. The last one was in the Super Bowl. And then he said, you know, on that show, he said, he, why, you know, he doesn't even feel like playing in the regular season. He just wants to play in the playoffs. So, you know, that's going to scare a lot of teams away. So, I, at this point, I think you just forget about Odell. If you still have him, I would cut him and try to add some depth as we go into the playoffs. I mean, that's what you need to do right now. Chris, uh, he's saying in week 16, he needs two running backs, a receiver, and a flex. Week 16. Week 15? Now he's saying 16. But, you know, Saquon versus the Vikings, I guess that's two weeks from now, or is that this week? No, Vikings play the Colts this week. Okay, so, yeah, so we, I mean, we, you're, you're asking a lot of time ahead, dude. Like, any, like Saquon, there's, what if he gets banged up? Yeah. Like, I mean, do you want us to, to answer it? It's two running back, you know, Saquon, JT, Ramondre, Dobbins. He needs two running backs. I, I mean, from what we know, I would go JT and Ramondre. I don't know if I start Saquon right now, even against the Vikings. Yeah, it's tough to say, man. Come back to us next week. Yeah, you know? I, it's. Uh, it, it's I know you. Pro- you you got your buy. Probably you're probably in the buy position. Yeah, so. definitely come back to us because the, the, yeah. there's so much volatility with Saquon right now. Yeah, yeah. Our answer is we could tell you an answer now, but it could definitely change. So I would just say. Just come back to us next week, buddy. Um, so, Steve, let's talk about uh, some of these performances yesterday. Um, where do you want to go? I, like, obviously, um, we talked about Evan Ingram. We talked about the Jags a little bit. talked about Trevor Lawrence. Um, what do, Justin Jefferson. Yeah. What's, I mean, is what are we doing with Justin Jefferson in fantasy? Like, the schedule is not great coming up but like there's no possible like you roll him out there with confidence no matter what right of course yeah i mean he's completely matchup proof so you know here and there maybe teams can you could you can't really stop him you could hope to contain him at this point i mean even if he gets held up for three quarters come fourth quarter he could catch three or four balls and never sitting justin jefferson i mean another insane game yesterday what 11 catches 200 23 yards. Yeah, he over was. 200 yards. <laughs> led the uh you, you know, led all receivers and receiving a phenomenal day. And uh, again, I this Justin Jefferson, I'm trying to pull up his schedule. I know it's not great, but like you ha- he's a lock starter. You got Indy. Uh look what Dallas just did to Indy. As good as their secondary is, he got the Giants. Look what Philly just did to him and you got Green Bay. Um, And Justin Jefferson put up 39.4 PPR points. So don't let this schedule scare you. You're a Justin Jefferson fantasy manager. He is, like Steve said, he's matchup proof unless you're playing the Dallas Cowboys who shut him down two years in a row. That's the one matchup. Yeah, I mean, every once in a while he may have a game where he's held under 10, but that's only been two weeks out of the whole year. And every other week he's pretty much smashed. You know, I mean, it's just it's been incredible. Steve, who's uh, give me some performances you want to talk about from yesterday? Um, how about Mike Williams? Um, mm. it was good to see him back healthy last night, catch six balls for 116 and a touchdown. Um, 
great win by the Chargers. You know, they they uh, did a good job on Tua. You know, Tyreek got that fluke touchdown. But, you know, Mike Williams, um, you hopefully, you know, historically been pretty inconsistent, obviously. But it's good to get him back uh, for your fantasy teams as the fantasy playoffs go on. It was a good sign that he finished the game. And, uh, you know, when, when you throw the ball up to him, you know, usually good things happen. So he's got the quarterback. Uh, he's a talented as hell player. So I feel pretty good about him, you know, going forward to the playoffs, especially if you're starting three wide receivers. I was all in on Mike Williams yesterday. I, I think Matt was a little bit skittish with him. Uh, I, I like. I, I thought all three were going to bring a high floor, but my something just told me it was going to be a Mike Williams game. And, and I recommend whoever the hell started. You know, everybody who asked, like, no, you got to have him in your lineup. Uh, six for six target wise, one hundred and sixteen yards and a touchdown, twenty three point six PPR points. Uh, it, it just felt like a Mike Williams game when yeah. you know, you know you figured. Keenan Allen was going to be held in check by the best corner in Miami, but like Mike Williams, when he's on, he's one of the more uncoverable guys. Unfortunately, he's very volatile, but uh, he 100% delivered. And now you get the Titans next week. So good yeah. luck with that, defending this guy. Yeah, I mean, when you see a, a player, when you, when, you, when you see a total like 53, 54 points like that game had, now it didn't go over, but um, you always want to chase that and get those guys in your lineups. And, you know, on, you know, Tua, man, uh, Tua did not look like Tua. This is now two kind of rough games uh, yeah. for both Jaylen for the Waddle, Miami Dolphins. Two, two rough games yeah. for Jalen Waddle. I mean, he's had a, what under five fantasy points the last two weeks. Yeah. And, so, and I know he was banged up last week. Let, let's give him that. Um, but, yeah. you know, durable. He played. But, like, Tyreek Hill, you mentioned Tyreek Hill. He scored twice yesterday, Steve. He, you know, he had that touchdown from the fumble, but he also had the big play. That's what Tyreek Hill does best. He was pretty much wide open and, and got behind yeah. the defense. Um, Tyreek Hill is the most matchup proof. I, I, I get what, you know, Justin Jefferson might fit that alpha mold in terms of size. But I'll, I'll say it time and time again. When you look at what Tyreek Hill does, it doesn't matter what quarterback or what matchup. Uh, right. He's unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the guy is probably the quickest and fastest. You know, quickest, definitely probably the quickest player I've ever seen. Fastest is, you know, he's probably like top three. Yeah. And the FFPC, um, they gave me touchdown for that fumble recovery. They didn't give you the yards, though, right? No, they gave me the touchdown. <clears throat> yeah, it's more like a like a special teams touchdown or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, some I think you should get an offensive. You know, if the guy picks it up, runs the end zone, you should get the touchdown. Yeah. Um, Tua, though, does this correlate to his offensive line continue to be banged up? Armstead. Armstead uh, the played, running... but, like, he, he got massacred. You right. can tell he was not the same with a torn pack, and he shouldn't be. Right, so... I think this offensive line's got to get a little bit healthier. Like you said, back to back, really rough games for Tua. This game, 10 of 28, which is bad, 145 yards. Jalen Waddle suffering in this running game. You know, we keep referencing, you know, Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert, and this was a great matchup, but they do nothing. Jeff Wilson gets hurt. Raheem Mostert had chances, 11 for 37. So I have a hard time trusting this backfield right now. And that's another one that cost me. I, you know, I went with Jeff Wilson over J.K. Dobbins in a few spots. And sometimes you got to, like, take a step back and 
you know, Dobbins had, you know, a couple weeks off. It was his first game back, a little iffy, but at the same time, sometimes these guys are fresh, they're healthy. And, uh, you know, as far as pure talent, I'd take J.K. Dobbins over Jeff Wilson all day. So sometimes you you just got to look at it from that aspect. And you just got to be bold. Like, you know, you can't – sometimes you just got to be bold and live with it, you know, because when you pick a less talented player because of a matchup and it burns you, it just sucks. Um. You know, while we're on to, you know, Jeff Wilson was hurt last week. Uh, I think he even left against San Francisco for a minute. So, like, these guys are playing, you know, injured for the Miami Dolphins right now. But, like, I, I feel like with Tua, and I like Tua, um, I, I've been, I, I became a Tua guy this offseason because they gave him the head coach and the weapons to succeed. So, like, and I was never a Tua guy before this, but, like, all right, I'll right. give this guy a chance because I believe right. in the system. Uh, right. And if you can make Jimmy Garoppolo work, Tua's a better talent. You're going to make Tua work with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and everything else. But what I truly feel like, what have we seen now two weeks in a row when Tua hasn't looked his best? They can't run. They didn't run the ball against San Francisco. And even in the great matchup against the Chargers, maybe game script played a role. But this is two weeks in a row. When you're not establishing the run, Tua does not look the same. Yeah, and I think, you know, like I said, the offensive line injuries don't help. Waddle probably is not fully healthy. You know, they I don't know why they don't try to get Mike Gusecki more involved. I mean, they kept him. You know, he he doesn't do much. But, yeah, they're not running the ball. And Tua, you know, he's – you get pressure on him. He kind of – you know, he's not the fastest guy. And, you know, his arms – his arm strength's not the best. But, I mean, the weapons were there. The fantasy-wise, he definitely has been awesome this year. But the last two games are a little concerning, and now we're into the fantasy playoffs. You, you're, it's a little sketchy. You know what? You I just f- hope that, you hope this team gets a little healthier. You know what I feel like Mike Gusecki is going to do. Do you remember Greg when Greg Olson was drafted by the Bears? He was very good, but he didn't put up that like those big time numbers with the Bears. And then he goes to Carolina, and he becomes a focal point. Right. Um, or it was. Like the number two to Steve Smith, but regardless, like you know, it took him going to his second team for us to see potentially what could be a Hall of Fame tight end and Greg Olson. I think that's what's going to happen with Mike Gusecki. He's going to go to his next team, and they're going to use him correctly, and and he's just going to be an animal. Yeah, yeah, he got, he's got to find a new home for sure. It's just not Both New Jersey there. guys too. Greg Olson from yeah, what, Wayne. Olson's- Olsen's from Wayne. Wayne yeah. Valley, and Wayne Hills. and, and Wayne uh, Hills. He went to Wayne Hills. Yeah, Gusecki coach from there. Manahawken. Right up the oh, block Gusecki, from me. Gusecki's from Manahawken. Yep. Nice. I didn't know that. Right up, literally 20 minutes up the road. Uh, let's see. Nice. Let's go to our next. Uh, let, let's talk. Who do you want to talk about next? Uh, let's talk about Miles Sanders. I, I feel like Miles Sanders definitely gets some love this week. <laughs> He become and, and this is an interesting stat here. Um, Miles Sanders be, and and AJ Brown, they both went over a thousand yards yesterday, and they both are the first wide receiver and running back in Philadelphia to go over a thousand yards each since Jeremy Macklin and Lashawn McCoy. Was oh wow, Jeremy Macklin, huh? wow. Yeah, Miles Sanders has been absolutely terrific, and mm. we've been talking about him all year. When he gets the opportunity, when they give him the ball, when he gets up to you know close to twenty touches, almost every single time, um, he's going to have you know a big day. Even going back to last year, the numbers reveal that as well. His yards per carry was very solid last year. He only had one touchdown this year. That scared a lot of people off. 
Um, you know, the, it wasn't just that, though, why I was scared of that. I mean, the touchdowns you figured would change. It was just, were they ever going to fully commit to him? Because you had Boston Scott, you had Gainwell, they like to mix it up. And I think they're starting to realize more and more that they got to get freaking Miles Sanders involved. And, you know, they have that offensive line. And, uh, you know, he's he's always been a good player coming out of Penn State. He was a little bit less than Saquon coming out, but he was a hell of a college player, a pretty good prospect. So he's finally coming to fruition here. And, uh, you know, what a, what a value if you took Miles Sanders in fantasy this year. Yeah, and, and, you know, Miles never really got the recognition, never got the love, but, like, you know, when you have this offense powered by Jalen Hurts and what he is doing and these wide receivers, uh, this is how many games now Miles Sanders won, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games with double-digit PPR points, uh, three of those games over 28, uh, two of which coming in the past three games. I, I mean, Three games over 134 yards on the ground alone, never mind total yards. And for a guy who I believe did not score a touchdown last year, uh, he's Didn't become a touchdown scoring machine this season. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. More than wow. making up for it. And this was a guy, remember in the offseason, he was like, Don't didn't he say don't draft me in fantasy? <laughs> yeah, I think he did say that. Because he was, he realized the coaches don't really give him the rock, but he's he's proved everybody wrong. I mean, him and uh, him and Jacobs. I mean, you could have waited what to like the sixth round to get these guys. God, I, I, I that's Whatever one I, w- I wish I had so much more of uh, of Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. Yeah, I was. I have no Jacobs. I have one share of Sanders, and that was because I'm in a key- auction keeper league. The first year I ever, first league I ever did, and he was somebody cut him because his contract was like thirty dollars. And he had a year left on his contract. So I was just trying to win. So I picked him up and I had to keep him this year because it's his third year and he's worked out. So it's worked out for me. Uh, William in the chat has a question about Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb. So let's talk about Nick Chubb. Uh, He wants to know, Mm -hmm. is Deshaun going to continue to tank Nick Chubb? Hmm. I would say it should get better. I mean, is Nick Chubb starting to wear out a little bit down the stretch here? Um, Last two weeks, under 10 fantasy points. Three out of the four last weeks, under 10 fantasy points. So I don't know if it's so much a Deshaun thing. I mean, he had a good matchup against Houston. They had plenty of opportunities, 17 for 80. And then this week, 14 for 34 uh, against Cincinnati. But I would think I would expect things to get a little bit better here. Not a great matchup this week against Baltimore, but then he gets New Orleans. And then Washington's not a great matchup either. But, I, I mean, as Deshaun gets more comfortable, more red zone opportunities, and we saw some shine, signs from Deshaun this week. Um, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones had a pretty good game. So I would I would expect to get, to get better and Chubb to kind of get back into the end zone in the coming weeks. Yeah, you know, this is now, what, two games with Deshaun Watson, two games – you were then 8.4 PPR points. However, if you go back to week 11 against Buffalo, he only had 9.7. This is now three out of his past four games in the yeah. single digits. He also had one earlier in the year against New England with eight. Uh, so you can't put it all on Deshaun Watson. Uh, it doesn't right. really look good that it's happened in two straight games with Deshaun Watson. Uh, and, and these, you know, yesterday I think could have been more about game script. 
uh, because Cincinnati had control that game, but certainly against Houston in that really weird game, only 17 for 80 against that run defense that Dallas chewed out for, you know, Pollard and Zeke three touchdowns and, uh, you know, Cincinnati is a little bit more understandable, but uh, now you get Baltimore. And this defense, Roquan Smith, a tackle uh, or a sack and a pick yesterday, like he's starting to make his presence known. Not a great matchup. Then the Saints, that should be a Nick Chubb game. Then Week 17 fantasy playoffs against Washington. Fantasy championship. That could be yeah. a rough go. What you need for Nick Chubb is you need Deshaun Watson to start playing like Deshaun Watson to open up those running lanes. Otherwise, um, right. You know, but Deshaun made a couple of nice throws. I will say that. Uh, looked a little bit better last week despite a tougher matchup. So all hope is not lost. But, you know, Nick Chubb has not – look at his attempts. Um, going back to, you know, since the bye, 11, 14, 26, 17, 14. The one game where he got yeah. you at 26, he gave you 116 and 1. This is a volume running back. You look at all the volume weeks, 22 for a buck 41 in week one, 23 for a buck four, buck 13 and one in week three, 19 for 118 and one in week four, 17 for 134 and two against the chart. He needs volume, you know, 23 for 101 and two against Cincy. Give him the volume. He needs volume. Not getting the volume. Yeah, the, good, the good thing is here, all these games, the game script should be fine. <clears throat> Baltimore, New England, and Washington. So you'd hope he just gets into the end zone. Now, what are you going to do? I mean, you got to start Nick Chubb. You're not going to have him on your bench. So you just got to hope for the best. And just, like I said, got to get in the damn end zone. And then hopefully, like you said, Deshaun starts opening up some running lanes. And I would expect Deshaun to start picking up week by week now going forward. Um, Let's see. Where are we? Any more? Okay. Um, Facebook question. His running backs are Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler, his wide receivers are Higgins, Thielen, Ayuk, Watson. Um, so he guess he also has Amari Cooper. So I guess he needs uh I guess what two, two and one for this week. Um out of the running backs, Aaron Jones, Mixon, and Eckler, I, I would probably go what, mix it against Cleveland? Or no, that was this week. Do you know the schedule, Steve? Uh yeah, Bengals got the Bengals got the Bucks. Definitely going Eckler. They're playing the Titans. I mean, he's always – you start him all the time. And then the Packers are playing um, – let me see. Packers are playing the Rams on Monday night. I would definitely go Aaron Jones. And who did you say uh, Chargers and the other team gets? Vincy? Chargers got Chargers got the Titans. I mean, you got to start Eckler. And then you got Mixon against the Bucks. Uh Yeah. Um After what CMC just did, I get a CMC and a Shanahan, but like this Bucks defense isn't exactly like as advertised. I, I but yeah. I, I feel like Aaron Jones and Mixon are your best plays. I, I get, I mean Aaron Jones and Eckler are your best plays. I get yeah. the matchup isn't great for Eckler, yeah, I agree. but he catches a lot of passes. He's gonna do his thing. Yeah. Um, and then we could also use Mixon in the flex. And when we look at your wide receivers, you probably have to. I'm not touching Higgins. 
with the with this no. injury. I'm not touching no. Higgins. So we're probably looking at out of Thielen, Ayuk, and Watson. You need two. I'm going Ayuk and Christian Watson. Then you throw Mixon in the flex. Problem solved. I cannot touch or trust T. Higgins because this team, like we had a, a question or a comment earlier, they lie about yeah. T. Higgins' injury. Yeah, Ayuk Ayuk is playing Thursday night against Seattle. Um, but you know, Brock Purdy's look pretty good. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Thielen's got the Colts. Not, it's not a great matchup. So, yeah, I, I like uh, Ayuk and Watson as well. And mix it in the flex. Let's uh, let's see. Anything that we're, see, we're winding down. We're at 55 minutes. Uh, let's, let's give some closing thoughts on yesterday's slate. Uh, anything okay. else that sticks out or maybe a dud that doesn't stick out to you? Um, oh, I know where I I'm going. I would say, mm, I mean, Mahomes had a good game, but he did throw three picks against the Broncos. But the Broncos' secondary has been tough all year. Good to see Juju Smith-Schuster, though. You know, we were a little worried about him uh, in that matchup, three straight weeks being held under 10, was coming back from that concussion. But great, great game yesterday in, uh, you know, in a not a – on paper, at least, not a great matchup. So it's good to see him, and um, and also Jerry Judy. I mean, that mm. looks like a good play going forward as well. Um, they said they Hackett made some adjustments. They moved Judy around in different positions with Sutton out, and that seemed to pay off. So you feel pretty good about those two guys going to the playoffs. I'm going to give you one closing statement on a guy <laughs> I've been high. Steve, you weren't exactly high on Zonovan Knight as me. Um. But, like, you have to start coming around at this point. I believe Zonovan Knight, I don't want to call him a league winner, but I think he's going to help people who have him to fantasy championships. Like, no, I don't think he's going to give you league-winning upside. But if you put him in the flex or your RB2 spot, this is now three games in a row, 13, 16, and 15. Yesterday was a tough matchup. Still gets you 17 or 17 for 71 in the touchdown. Now, you, But, Steve, the schedule. Detroit, again, yeah. they're tougher against the run now, but it's still pretty good. Jacksonville, Seattle in the fantasy championship. Oh, Zonovan Seattle Knights is, is gonna be is gonna help you win a title if you have them. Yeah, Seattle is you know, those you know, Michael Carter really looked good. like garbage yesterday and also fumbled. He fumbled in a huge spot. Yeah, it was it was a nice run, but he did fumble. Yeah, yeah Zonovan White and they the Jets are still committing to the run. And, you know, White is uh, – that touchdown run was nice. That was, like, what, from, like, 16 yards out? Yeah. Uh, wasn't really doing too much until then, but they're committed to the run. You run enough times, you're going to pop big runs. He's fresh at this point of the season. Um, and the schedule, like you said, I mean, especially if he, if you can make it to the Super Bowl and he faces Seattle, doesn't look like Seattle's figuring out their run defense anytime soon. So, yeah, that's a good call. But, uh, all right, we're going to wrap up. We'll be back tomorrow. Fantasy Football Waiver Wire Show. Obviously, a little bit earlier Tuesday is one of the karate days for my son. So it's probably going to be right around 4.30 uh, Eastern tomorrow. Uh, but for Steve and myself, this is the FF Faceoff. If you want to win, you have to tune in. We'll see you next time. 